Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The smartest guys around. Yeah, we're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> to break it down like the coffee talking. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Survivor Know-It-Alls are back together. Woo! Uh, an iconic duo, if there ever wow. was one. Well, great pairs of all time. One of the Just great pairs. Yeah. I said I'm this last that. night, but uh, honestly, like, haven't we, like, gotten to the point where it should be Stephen and Rob, not Stephen <laughs> and JT? <laughs> Who, what has JT even about? done lately? Rob Zabachny? Mm-hmm. Um... Listen, once you're cemented as a legend, you know, that's just it. You're you're done. You don't have to keep like proving yourself once sure, you're a legend. Sure, JT won, but how many podcast awards does he have? <laughs> don't um, I have a better honored, resume than JT? I think that was called hubris though, right? Like as soon as you say I could be as good as Steven and JT, okay. like the, the gods are going to cast you down. That's it. Nobody could be that good. That's it. You know, I, I really I want to take a little exception with the like, it, you know, it's so easy to come out of last night's episode and be like, oh, Drew, the hubris. I, Jeff, even on the, uh, you know, on Fire Podcast, he's like, you know, that's the thing. Hubris was hubris really Drew's downfall. Like, isn't the hubris more of like a thing in the edit? Like, uh, you know, I feel like that the players weren't necessarily like, oh, like that's what we have to take out Drew because he got too cocky. Well, I, I guess the idea is that you lose sight. Like if you if you start projecting too far forward, and that was, I think, my takeaway. But, you know, if you start projecting too far forward into the end game, you know, then you do maybe lose sight a little bit. And it's hard when you're so close. You're like, you know, mm-hmm. you stop thinking about this vote and you start kind of trying to manage that final three and how you're going to win that. Um, that said, to say, you know, for him to say, after this vote, I think I can make it to the final, you know, the finals. Like, yeah. that's literally one vote he's talking about. He's talking about the final five votes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think I think if, like, my alliance of three manages to make it into the final five, we've pretty much got it under wraps. Um, if anything, like, that's him trusting his allies. What an old school virtue. Um, and I was, I have to say, Rob, I was very sad to see Drew go. I think he was a very polarizing yeah. figure. I heard, like, a lot of... A lot of emotion. People were investing in Drew a lot of their own emotion. And I I really love Drew. Yeah, you know, and I, I feel like that Drew has gotten a bad rap. I see a lot of people like dancing on his grave. And I, I just feel like that, like if, if he's not your favorite, okay, you know. Um you have other people you like more. Okay. I'm happy. I'm I, I love that for you. But you know, I, I don't think that Drew did anything that warranted people to like I hate, like hate, hate him. I feel like because he's so, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people said he was like a, a, he was like pretentious. I didn't feel that at all. I thought he was like so unapologetically his like nerdy, geeky, bookie yeah. self, you know? And I know may, maybe people will disagree with him. And so much of that is like your I, own subjective read of that. Um, but I loved him. I thought he was a, a very fun narrator for the show. Mm-hmm. I thought he had great confessionals kind of like laying it all out that injected a lot of his personality um, into them. You know, his sort of like, like, um, Eeyore-ish kind of like, oh my God, once again. Um, and at the same time, he I thought a very strong strategist with, you know, a lot of both as a part of this core Reba alliance that has dominated the game, and then with a lot of different like side alliances, you know, Emily obviously being the salient one, Jake to a lesser degree. Um, and I think we need to talk about why Drew lost, if we you know, <laughs> Uh-oh. Do, you know can yeah. we do that without uh, getting a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I thought he, I mean, played a very interesting, very good game. 
and I was I was sad to see him go. Yeah, sad to see him go. Um, look, uh, I just feel like that. I feel like he got like a disproportionate amount of hate online for somebody that did like what he did. Like he did not say like uh, as far as I saw like a disparaging remark against anybody. And I yeah. see a lot of people like being. But you know what? Look, I, I all I'm telling you is uh, you know how I feel. Everybody, everybody, do what you want. Um, a lot of the time too, when like the guy who like seems like he's kind of, or the, you know, the person who seems like they're kind of in charge is voted out. Like, I do think there's always like that moment sure. of every, like, I remember when I, not like, not that I was in charge in Cambodia at all, but I remember when I was, um, voted out of Cambodia, like, <laughs> like, it seemed like every thread on the internet was like, Steven sucks, you know, here's the proof. Um, and I do think there's, and I remember when Rick was voted out of, um, whatever that season that was, um, he, you know, of edge of extinction, like, uh, the second time. You know, there was so much like, oh, Rick sucks. It was just that sort of like sense of like this person. Mm, I think it was a little bit more uh, Chris Underwood sucks. Uh, I kind of feel like at the point that he went out, I think that people were like, oh, man, yeah. Rick. Like, I well, didn't like Rick, but that would have been better than this. Well, that actually is true. I, the, the, the Rick's, you're right. The finale, the finale of that season did sort of redeem Rick because people had gotten so in their heads that Rick was going to win. This was sort of his march to victory that when he, he and people were rebelling against that. So like when he lost, I think actually <laughs> it was a huge boost to his. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you do see this like outpouring of frustration or loathing when sure. someone is voted out. Yeah. Like it's like there's like now there's this like this room to like hate on them for a moment. As Jake once said, people want to upset the apple cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think like next week, nobody's going to be thinking about Drew. So right, okay, possibly. yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, Carson's in the chat, says uh, Drew had a way of saying things that made you pause and really consider what he was saying. He was a fantastic narrator. Wow, that's a, I mean, I get, like, that's a generous assessment from, like, the potential rival for an all-star spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Carson's feeling secure. I think yeah, he's secure. Uh, or maybe, right, yes. that's, like, the top dog who can, like, Th be, afford to be generous. To Thriving the, uh, puzzle salesman, nerds. Carson Garrett. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Uh, he says, uh, y'all's <laughs> iconic alliance ship name is uh, Fisher Nino. Are we, got we find that? Uh, Fisher Nino, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, so you want to talk about why uh, you felt like that things ended up uh, going sour for Drew. Well, let's talk about the vote first. I mean, it seems like um, the sort of, you know, Drew was gunning for Julie again, which to me was absolutely the sensible move. Um, and then it did seem like a lot of people just didn't want to rubber stamp that because, you know, so many people now are thinking of like what their survivor resume is. Very funny scene where Jake is, you know, decreeing this is going to be his big resume point. And like literally everybody else is making the exact same move at the same time. If anything for Jake, Voting Julie would have been the more, you know, counterintuitive move. Uh, that would have been the actual resume point is voting out Julie at that, at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely uh, want to get into Jake. But here, let's let's talk through Drew. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I, I have uh, some things I want to talk about with D as well. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you were going to tell us about like why you felt like that uh, Drew got voted out. Oh, I know. I, I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't have any like grand insights yet. I'm waiting for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I know. I feel like that for Drew, like he was uh, really just on the wrong side of this uh, Reba alliance. It really was like a tug of war between D and Austin, I feel like. And ultimately he was on the wrong side of that power struggle. But why? I mean, I, the thing that's interesting to me, right, is last week, everyone says Julia is the biggest threat to win. We got to get rid of Mama J. Um, they fail. Julie has this big dramatic moment, plays an idol in front of the whole jury. In my mind and in Drew's mind, that makes Julie an even bigger target. Let's get rid of Julie now. Yeah. But everybody else is saying no. But, but then everybody sort of simultaneously, except Austin, his, his ride or die, um, is saying, you know, we need to get rid of Drew, actually. Now, what, what I'm curious about is this just kind of the momentum of the game that's moving is this a smart strategic move i mean in my mind if the if the dynamic last week was so clearly julie is a threat then you know julie successfully foils a move by drew and it blows up in drew's face if just purely on the merits julie is now an even bigger threat and drew is even less of a threat yeah um, in terms of final tribal and so, that's certainly how drew saw it he felt yeah. like that okay well emily getting idled out of the game by julie was going to put an even bigger target onto uh julie's back so you're saying like what i guess why did for the other 
the other votes against Drew, D, Katura, Jake, why did they feel like that that was the right move? Well, I think- Is that- this just people being contrary to kind of like burnish their own resumes, which is sort of the narrative that so, it was sold to us, right? I mean, you'd have to probably look at it from each of their perspectives, or right. at least the D perspective and then the Jake Katura perspective. Uh, from right. D's perspective, it's like, hey, uh, Julie's my number one. And we don't yeah. never heard uh, D say to us, at least in confessional, of like, oh, I can't beat Julie at the end. I think D feels like, yeah, I'm going to beat Julie at the end. It's going right. to be fine. Um, for so, D's perspective, it makes total sense total to flip sense. it around, for sure. So for Jake and Katora, you know, I think that they both of them um, are, and interestingly, both both of them lawyers feel like that Drew, I think, is a very effective speaker. And I think that they feel like that right. they are worried that he's going to potentially be able to, like any good litigator, be able to sway a jury. That's a very funny and interesting point that the lawyers are valuing like the quality of being of, of like being able to speak in front of a jury disproportionately. That's like a great that's a really great observation. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if that's the only reason, but I think that maybe Katura, who I think also we have seen has like a relationship with Julie, is also feeling like Andy. I don't know, like necessarily want to get rid of uh, Julie. Maybe D and Julie are feeling like, OK, well, Katura is a viable third person and maybe they're telling her that. Uh, and then. For Jake, I don't know uh, that I think Jake is like anybody but Jake at this yeah. uh, particular point in time. So um, it's funny, though, that he wanted it to be a three, three just to like increase the drama. He knows one plan, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> he was like even even was aware. It's like just because you think this is exactly like the one plan I tried to pull before. Yeah, I have, I have one idea. Yeah. The funny thing about this move now is that it actually would even be more disastrous than that move then because um Someone I saw, I think on Reddit, you know, so let's say it goes down as Jake intends. Did you already discuss this no, last night? No. Where the, you get the three votes on Julie, the three votes on on on, on Drew, um, tie vote. Suddenly, Drew is immune. Julie is immune. D has the necklace. And so the votes Austin that you're hoping to switch. Austin played the amulet, literally. And so maybe Jake doesn't know about the amulet. I would imagine at this point in the game, given how many people have had. Um, you know, knowledge of the of the different thing trinkets that like that that was an open secret. I would guess, but like who knows? So at this point, like truly, the only people up for elimination are Jake and Katura, or the people he's hoping to you know <laughs> or like his, his his side. And even even um Austin, I mean, like uh you know, even if even if he didn't know about Austin's amulet, still like it's a disproportionate risk for his right. side of the equation compared to the other I side. I think from Jake's perspective, I think that he feels like, okay, that move that he ultimately made is like what ultimately like tanked his game. And I kind right. of feel but like that it was a little bit it. like, yeah, redemption, where if he yeah. does sit there in the final three and they're like, but Jake, didn't you make a horrible move when Caleb got voted out? Is like, yeah, but then it worked. You know, it's almost <laughs> like that he's able to not only make this big move but also undo the other move. And it was so funny when they ended up cutting from Jake telling Katara, okay, it has to be this way, the 3-3 tie. And then her and D at the same time saying Drew's name and then jumping up and down. And I think that does speak to there being a relationship there with Katara and D. And I think that, uh, you know, D, Julie, Katara is definitely a viable final three that we could get coming up on Wednesday night. Yeah, and I mean, all the more reason, I mean, so from Katura's angle, maybe voting Drew does make sense because she's got those relationships. You know, even, I mean, maybe she, yes, she's thinking of like, what's my big move? Although, you know, when everyone is making the same move with us at the same time, it's nobody's big move. Uh, that's always the problem. Like who gets credit, right? That's always the problem for yeah. almost any move. Um, and, but, but, um, and just in terms of getting to the end, it certainly makes a lot of sense for Katura to to favor her relationships with, with Dee and Julie, as opposed to, you know, we haven't seen as much of her having anything with with Drew and Austin. So, you know, for her to go to D and have a moment and like, let's get to the end together. And if I'm Couture, I don't think it's crazy to sit next to to D and Julie because they kind of have a similar story. Yeah. I'm I'm someone different. Yeah, and I don't think that Katura necessarily has like a huge resume in the game, but she has a lot of friends on the jury. And I think that she has like a great personal story that maybe yeah. she feels like that is going to be combined with that. And if Dee and Julie are splitting some of the votes, that there is a path potentially for her to win. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, you know, I do think a lot of it was just pure momentum, right? It's like you're at the final six. The default vote is Julie. And people always feel we have to just do something different. We can't just like, we can't just stick to the plan as it exists. We must mix it up. It's the, it's the end game. And I think like, I do think some of that kind of cost uh, drew as well. Yeah. 
I want to go back to D because yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today. And, you know, uh, this was like very present over these last couple episodes, the whole storyline of D and Austin. And, the you know, I had been really thinking about this in terms of like, you know, was there and I don't want I, I want to be very like careful about how I, I'm talking about this. Like, but were there e ever like ever any romantic feelings that going both ways between D and Austin? Like, it seemed like that maybe in hindsight, Austin might have had the stronger romantic feelings for D. But we did have that one moment with her with the producer. I where, think it was Clark. Clark's voice. Anybody? Clark? Looks mm -hmm. like Clark to me. OK. Yeah. Uh, well, with, uh, you know, a, a Clark type uh, where that they said, OK, well, you seem like you're smitten. So there definitely seems to be like that there was, uh, you know, totally giggly about it. It was, it was such a cute moment. Yes. So I guess my question is like, but did she following the uh, episode where, OK, she's lying about voting with with uh, to save Julie? Did she turn it on more, like going to the reward? Like we saw them like holding hands for the first time on the helicopter. If so, was that a strategic play knowing uh, what was going to come next? And if so, I want I, I want to give like even more credit to D because I cannot think of another time since maybe like Parvati blindsiding James in Survivor Micronesia. I don't remember a time, whether it's a man or a woman, a person betraying their romantic interest on the island. It um, almost never happens. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, that's that's, that's very, very, very interesting. Um, and, he, you know, she didn't vote him out, to be fair. She voted his ally right, out. She just right. didn't tell. But even uh, that, even that, I don't, I don't think that I'm trying to remember. And maybe in the chat is, you know, the hive mind is very strong. And so yeah. like, would love to like find out from like anytime that there are sort of like romantic canoodlers. Right. How many times have they potentially like betrayed the other person in any way? Yeah. Keith and Whitney did not betray each other. No, it's almost uh, like that. David and Carolina, not even on the same season. Not even on the same season. And so, yeah. you know, uh, when there's like any sort of like romantic interest, it seems like that those times that people are sort of like in lockstep. And so it's very what unusual. About, uh, oh, no, I guess Amanda was out of the loop on the Aussie vote. They didn't. Um, they wouldn't tell Amanda because they yeah. thought that she would tell Ozzy. So yeah. but again, like that's voting out someone themselves. I, and I and, and I don't I don't know if, if D would have voted out Austin and well, two things. Like, first of all, I want to say, like, what a gift that we have two episodes back to back, two people as part of a romantic relationship, both faced with the exact same decision. Like, that's insane. And they great make drama. opposite choices. And they make opposite choices. That's amazing. I mean, it's such good drama. It's such great character. Like, you could not script that. I mean, you probably could script it, but you'd have to be like a, a really good writer. I mean, and it was like the fact that it, it was like gifted to us. Holy cow, how cool. Um, and and you know for to see Austin wrestle with this, make one decision, play with his heart, it blows up in his face. Of course, like Dee's seen that happen, so maybe that's affecting her decision too. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that you know Austin clearly can't put that aside, and Dee can, like that's the difference between the two of them. And and maybe you're right. I mean, you know that my bugbear is people attributing all emotional decision making to pure strategy. I'm sure it's a mix of things for D. Like, is she playing up her romance with Austin, you know, for strategic purposes? Does she feel it genuinely? Is there, there's also like, uh, there's just this like excitement of having a romance on a show yeah. like Survivor, I would imagine. Like, you're like, we're on Survivor and we're in love, you know? Right. Like, I mean, I felt that with JT, not love, but like, look at this duo, you know? Like, aren't <laughs> yeah. we an oddball pair, you know? And um, you get excited about your own story a little bit. And I, I'm sure that contributes to feelings, yeah. of, uh, you know, strong feelings. Well, I think for D, I, I think it's a matter of priorities. I think that priority number one is winning this game. And we've seen right. it in her flashback, the importance of her family, even though she'll swear on their lives, but she's is going to do that because it's more important they're going to be happy when she ultimately wins the show so i think that uh priority number one is you know get that money baby yeah right. secure the bag that's number one for d number two and big gap is probably going to be like romantic relationships you know friendships after the game are going to be over and i think she probably is in a position of like okay if it's meant to be it'll survive this yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's right. I mean, and that's, that's the better, um, that's like, that's certainly the better game move. Um, and one thing that, you know, 
Um, a lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, D has got this game wrapped up. She's definitely going to win. Um, I tweeted sort of like, yeah, and we all thought Jesse was going to win. And we all thought, you know, whoever Ricard was going to win, you know, right. going into the finals. So it's not, it's not over yet. And I don't think it's over yet, but what a lot of people responded, and I, I was obviously being a little bit tongue in cheek, but like what a lot of people responded was, um, the big difference between, you know, Jesse and Ricard and D is that D has protected her allies, whereas both Jesse and Ricard cut their allies. And I think that is the cornerstone of D's game, right? It's like she's getting her way partially because she is keeping her people in the game, right? She, she, she saved Julie, you know, she's, I mean, she's betrayed Drew, but like Drew wasn't her person. Like Austin is her person. Like she's got these tight bonds. I mean, it does seem like she has something with Katora, right? Um, and the fact yeah. that she is keeping her people in the game instead of cutting them at the first thought that the first, you know, danger to herself, you know, that is yeah. what is going to, you know, potentially get her to the end. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a very good chance she goes out at five as the biggest threat in the game. There's a very good chance she doesn't, you know, she's she doesn't make it to four. But if she wins the game, I do think it's partially going to be because she has she has kept these alliances. Yeah. And of course, if she loses to Julie, that was a big mistake. Okay. Well, I think it's really interesting what you, the point that you bring up as opposed to going to target the biggest targets left in the game, whether that they are in your alliance or not, as uh, Ricard had to do with Shan and Jesse had to do with Cody. I think that what you're advocating here, the D philosophy is, no, I'm not going to necessarily target the biggest targets in the on the board besides myself. I'm going to target the biggest targets that are not in my inner circle. And yeah. so that I will not leave there to be a group of people that will universally turn back around at, uh, on me. Now, Austin may well, you know, uh, but Julie, I, I don't see a point where Julie will ever write D's name down. Right. And it is some, somewhat emotional. I mean, it's, you know, we say it's a less emotional game now, you know, than it used to be or a less personal game now, but like it is still emotional. It is still personal. And this is, you know, was, was the success of the Tika three last season, right? Was that they stood by each other, you know, that they did not take easy opportunities to turn on each other. And as a result, you know, they, they made it to the final four together. And, you know, I think that is also what has been the success of, of D and her group and, and, you know, the Rebus generally was that they didn't um, turn on each other. Now, of course that leads to the next question, which is, was that Drew's downfall, you know, breaking this bond too soon? Like, did he, you know, by putting Julie's name out there, you know, boomerang back on him, did he just go too fast? So I think that Drew's downfall was really like a story in two parts of like, really the Emily boot was the first part of it. And, you know, I think that, it was not really his fault what right. happened with the Emily boot. Like, I kind of feel like that a lot of Drew's downfall in the game, I hate to say it, I, but I feel like I would lay a lot of it at the feet of Austin. Yeah, why do you hate to say it? Well, I, I feel like, one, I never like to pile on the contestants. And right. especially, like, I feel like when, you know, they get a lot of flack online, you know, it's one thing for us to be saying on the podcast, but I never want to be like inciting people to be like, OK, the people are playing uh, poorly and making bad decisions. And, you know, uh, you idiot. Like I, I try not to do that uh, when I can. Where maybe like once upon a time, I might have been like a, a little bit more likely on a podcast to say that because it's like, who's listening? <laughs> They'll never hear this. You're like yeah. the kinder, gentler Jeff. He doesn't want to like berate the contestants for quitting. Yeah, so I think I can say what I need to say without necessarily like uh, being as like, uh, you know, uh, pointed about it. But yeah. that being said, like, I feel like that the actions of Austin from last week's episode really put Drew in a bad spot. Um, now, maybe Drew was naive to sort of like feel like, OK, well, I think in some ways it's like, well, this kind of solved one problem of like, how do we get to the end with Emily of having to dismantle Reba? But now Julie has sort of like made her own bed here. And I asked him about this and he felt like that, you know, he had said that it was kind of like a very poorly kept secret that Julie had the idol that was going to be used to take out Emily. And so it wasn't a major shock to him what happened at the last tribal council where Emily ultimately got voted out. And I think he had kind of been like at peace with it. But Emily going out was like a big piece for him. 
And then right. he just thought like, okay, well now Julie's just made the biggest move. So obviously everybody is going to go after Julie next. And then just got a little complacent about that ultimately being the case. I'm not sure if there was a different move other than trying to earnestly put Reba back together after that vote. Right. I mean, you just have to like, Go with what you think everybody's best move is for their own game. Assume that they will play accordingly and kind of like live with the consequences of those choices. So, I mean, I do think that, you know, not unreasonable assumption, too. I mean, uh, for 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 Drew. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jake, because I think that the most interesting domino that has to fall in the finale is going to be Jake's idol at the final five. OK, he has one shot to play it. He certainly is going to be um, playing it at the final five. He is looking for a big move. We know his acting background that they've told us a <laughs> lot about it in the show, especially that yeah, you, you've been so big on Jake, the actor, that storyline, Jake, the actor. OK, yeah. so Stephen and you saw him last night. He had to get into his underwear and he reminded him of Method. like the production. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that is kind of wild of, you know, should he should he have committed even further? Should he have gotten like fully nude buck naked? And if Start anybody pooping. came over like, hey, I'm yeah. naked over here, I'm naked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was I all, mean, if it was you're all idle excessive. hunting somewhere. Yeah. And then if you just say oh, that very you're naked, man, no one then wants to come. People to are like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, let me give you your yeah. privacy. You're naked. Okay. Wow. That's such a smart, that's a new strategy, new era strategy. Richard Hatch invented it, but now yeah. I've brought it into the modern era. Now, now Jeremy actually used to go out and claim he had, you know, GI distress, which, you know, yeah, resonated. that's the oldest trick um, in the book. But, you know, then he would go hunting. Oh, I'm going to, uh, going off, you know. Um, why is that different? That's the same. You, you mean because no, Jeremy didn't actually it's, strip it's down? It's the aqua dump era. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, just like, because you, you need to be in a certain area. Like, it's right. like, well, why do you have a uh, GI distress on the raft? <laughs> Could you go somewhere else? We we all use that raft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why are you naked on the raft? Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. So, Stephen, yeah. what is Jake going to be coming up with in his one man show that we'll be yeah. watching next Wednesday night? Right. What would be the power move for Jake? Like you're Jake. You're, I need my big move. First of all, I've been saying for weeks and weeks, I'm not out on Jake. Now, like at this point, I'm actually out on Jake. Like he's the person I least expect to win the game right now. Um, I think he's making it to the finals and I don't think he's winning. Now, now that I've said that he's definitely going to win. Yeah. Um. So good for him. Congratulations, Jake. And so- but, well, what is the power? What would be if you were in Jake's shoes? What get is out the power D. Move? Get, get out, out D. D. Now, yes. that has D done such a good job, though, where is the attention still on Mama J? She's still the best player in the game. Like he's not seeing the episodes. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the question. Like, is is it clear to everyone that D is the one who pulled this move, right? Like, because you're right, like D pretty well couched her involvement in the Julie Idol play. Um, and this episode, it seemed like everyone kind of unanimously wanted Drew. So that's not D's move. Like D isn't involved in the Austin He didn't even want D included in the move. Yeah. So it is a good question. Um, maybe it's blindsiding Mama J. Maybe that's like Jake's big resume point. Yeah. And then that's when D goes on to win. I mean, I feel like that to me, the yep. biggest hurt, if D doesn't win, I think yeah. it's because Jake gets her with the idol. Because Jake gets D with the idol. Yes. Yeah. And if Jake gets Julie with the idol and then, yeah, I mean, Austin wins fire, takes D, D wins the end. I kind of or D wins fire. I, that's I've I th kind of thought that for D, if D wins the final four immunity challenge, like could there be any way greater to like completely have just defanged Austin of uh, then, then yeah, I'm gonna take uh Austin to the final three also. Yeah. Um and then Jake and so Katura Jake and Katura make the fire the final yeah. Jake and and then and uh that's that's a very interesting that's a very interesting narrative. I like that. Which, you know, I think ultimately is going to result in a D win. But I feel like that if if it goes wrong for D, yeah. I, I think it comes at Jake's idol. And, and I do wonder, like, if Jake is the queen slayer. Yeah. Is he? Well, just play this out. OK. Yeah. 
he plays the idol, gets D out at five. Okay. That he gets his big move. Yeah. Do you, you think, think he, he wins on the back? I mean, like, listen, that's the new era, right? You have one flashy move. You're like, I mean, that was always the argument for Gabler, right? Like he took out, um, right. He took out Jesse mm -hmm. and obviously he took out Ellie. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, you know, you've got this big flashy move in front of the jury. Like you're the latest big guy on, you know, big, big guy on campus. Yeah. You know, the MOC. Yeah. yeah. So if Jake did that and then hypothetically, let's just say he makes the fire at four. Yeah. Not even puts himself in, you know, he's, he beats some, beats Julie, beats Katora in the fire. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't so know. I kind of feel like Julie, it sounds like, um, is, you know, a big jury threat, but hypothetically, if, if D and Julie somehow go out at five and four, I feel like that Jake Katura Austin, I think Jake could win it. Jake, I think Jake could be the favorite in that scenario. Wow. That's very interesting. I mean, like, I'm going to rescind my I'm 100% out on Jake because I've been saying for weeks, I've been saying for weeks I'm not out on Jake. Even when other people were out on Jake, I was saying I don't want to, like, lose my long-term credibility and the off chance of a Jake win. I think he is the third most likely winner. Um, right. So, D, you think Julie? I honestly, like, for some reason, I, like, I think Julie's unlikely, but, but, uh, you know, cause I think she is the second most likely winner. Cause we've seen so much from, of, of that relationship from D's perspective, you know, like it's all, I mean, in my mind, yeah, you know, um, so I, and I would say I would break it down. Like so yeah. where's Katora in this mix? Uh, I would say, that I, I think that is, is it crazy to say that, uh, she might be the fourth most likely winner. I think Austin, Austin. is drawing. I think Austin might be drawing dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the last few Austin had such a great opening and mid game and it seems like all the stuff that he acquired, he kind of like squandered, yes. you know, where the one idol went to Julie was blindsiding his plans. The other idol was sort of like a one. It's almost like, I think it's almost like worse. I mean, I would do it if I were in his shoes. Cause like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I want to be safe, but in terms of like your actual jury credibility, it's almost worse to play the idol when it's not than not to play it at all. Right. Marianne mm -hmm. held onto her idol. It was like, look at this. You guys didn't even know about this. I got this extra idol. Um, that's the power move compared to like, um, I'm safe. And yeah. my best ally got blindsided because I didn't play it on him. Right. And then also that, and then I had another idol, but I gave it to Julie. And then she <laughs> used it when I didn't want her to. And she voted out yeah. Emily, which I didn't really yeah. want her to do that yeah. either. Yeah. But I had, at one point I did have two idols. I, I, I guess the path for Austin is he wins the final five immunity, wins the final four immunity, puts himself into the fire. Like he basically goes like a full Underwood yeah. and then ultimately like does like enough that people are like, all right, I have to give it to him. But yeah. it's hard to even envision where, and I guess he's sitting next to like Jake and Katura and he could say like, look, at least I did these things. I won, like, uh, I won immunities. They didn't win anything. I made the fire. I had the idols. I was part of the alliance. Like, I, I think that in that scenario, like, I think that that could be his win condition. Yeah. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I, I agree. I, I think like for me, I, I'm actually putting Katura above Jake just in terms of like pure game logic. I think Jake's story has so much been about mm -hmm. his like failure to do, to make the move that he's been trying desperately yes. to make. Even this episode, you know, so much of it was the comedy of Jake trying to make a move and like everyone else sort of like pulling the rug out from under him. Yeah. So I would be surprised if Jake was our winner, um, more surprised than I would be if Katura, you know, I would have it the opposite because yeah. and and solely off of the fact that Jake is the idol. one that has the idol. So like he has well, the, right. the he has the ability to completely upend the game. And I right. feel like at this point that Katora has not fallen on her face at all yeah. in this game right. in the same way that Jake has had you know spectacular defeats. Uh, along the way, but he also has the opportunity to flip this whole thing on its head, which Katura does not have that ability to do as far as what we know at this point. But again, like Katura could have a run, right? She could like have two immunity wins or whatever, right? Like, you know, we don't know. I mean, maybe some, there's always like some silly advantage at the end that she can like wave around and, sure. you know, um, the other, um, is there a chance that we get the three lawyer final tribal council? Jake, Katora, Julie. Um, I'm so like I when we were on Token Chains, we used to joke that uh, Sandy Bergen, Mama, our Mama K, um, Sandy K Bergen, that she was gonna like rip off her mask at the final trial. Be like, I'm Mama K. You know, I'm like like this is Sandy K. You know, uh, renowned uh, socialite. Um, I've been waiting, <clears throat> waiting for a mask rip 
reveal if someone in the final tribal, I think, you know, for so many years, could it happen with two people in the same final tribal? So I think it's, it's hard to envision the scenario where D and then Austin goes out because I think that what you could easily see where one of them like deep uh, gets idled out of the game by Jake D and Julie and Katura decide, Hey, let's just vote out Austin. Uh, maybe Austin goes with Jake and Katura and they vote out D you could see where one of them goes out. Yeah. It's just hard to envision where the second right. one goes out at four where yeah. that you would feel like that they are one and two by far to yeah. potentially win immunity, especially if the other one is gone. Although we've had wacky final four immunity winners over the course of the new era where people from out of nowhere, um, we had just last season, Heidi, who's actually, you know, uh, probably more fit uh, than uh, in, she was in New Orleans. I woke up the next day. She's like, I ran three miles this morning. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Heidi. Yeah. Um, so, but probably you wouldn't have picked her to be, uh, you know, the necessarily the final four immunity winner when you drew it up. Uh, then Romeo could easily win that, but it's like, let's say Jake blindsides D at the final five. Julie could easily win the final four immunity. Yes. And then what, and then how is Austin get and then Austin is in the fire and loses to somebody. Yeah, Julie's like you know I, I Julie takes takes Jake you know or takes Katura and and then Austin loses fire to Jake. I, I mean I, I guess it's possible. I, I just I struggle to see where Austin or D goes out at four. Yeah, no, I don't think it's likely. I agree. I agree. So yeah, it'll it's, be fun. But in the all lawyer tribal council at final three, I think Julie is the winner, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think like the two people saying like what you didn't know about me was that I'm a lawyer, and then like the other one's like, oh, me too. You also didn't know that about me. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the scenario of the three lawyer finale, uh, would it be worthwhile for Julie Couture to reveal that their attorneys during final tribal council or more powerful to make your case without it? Uh, the, I think it is like a. Um, is it better to be the second lawyer, fake lawyer, to reveal? No, I think at the point where the first lawyer reveals, you're like, um. Yeah. Although, like, I guess you kind of like pull, up, you know, get the. Uh, that'd be a funny moment. Yeah. Nobody um, would believe you. Where it was like you're you the second lawyer to reveal. It's like <laughs> exactly like really like, like oh a little bit well dubious. actually I'm a lawyer too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, that'd be very funny. But yeah. Would you want to? You know, I think like as many reveals as you can do during the final travel. And the question is like, is it better to tell them or not tell them? I think. I think you say everything like you're like, and guess what? Like this whole game, I've been carrying this special charm in my pocket and that's the secret of my success. I mean, like, you know, you want as many like big secrets to come out. It makes you feel yeah. like you've got this uh, whole world. That they you know, are there about. any rules on this where, you know, you at the final tribal council, could you just yeah. like pathologically lie? And it's yeah. like what you didn't know was that I had an advantage this yeah. whole game and yeah. the advantage the advantage told me that or I had a disadvantage this whole game at yeah. any point if somebody would have just uh said my name three times I would have been voted out <laughs> and none of you I got all of you to never do that and yeah. it's kept me safe this entire game you never knew it yeah that would like, be wow. such a strong power move like the like the, the fake beware advantage mm -hmm. and, yeah yeah. yeah, it was. I got this on day one. I pulled it off the shipwreck. You know, it's been with me, the albatross around my neck. Okay. Let's start to take some questions, Stephen, from the audience. Uh, Tanya asks us, does Austin have to just look past the fact that D lied to him? Does he have anywhere else to go? Well, I feel like with Final Five, you can go anywhere. You know, there's no, there's no sense of- Is he the swing vote at the Final Five now? Maybe, like, maybe he is. Maybe, you know, Jake and Katura say, Austin, like, come with us. They they just blindsided your buddy. Like, let's take them out now. And, you know, does he do that? I feel like it's it's fixable for D. I think she can go back to him and say, you know, obviously we saw what a great actor I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah. Let me ask you the important question, Stephen. Is the showman's dead? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel I like Austin's so. so in. Oh, really? You yeah. think he's so betrayed? I think that's it. Because he made the exact op. I just did the, told you about your ally. Yep. I, just, yeah. I think it's it. That's it. I have I have long-term hope for these lovebirds. They're both 26. They're both 26. Yeah. I think that they'll both be fine. But I think that 
for all of the shippers out there, I think the ship has sailed. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Love is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's uh, keep going. Austin and D. Uh, Marcella says, since Austin and Drew... Uh, were the Steven and JT of the season with Drew's downfall in the game. Uh, w- w- was Drew's downfall in the game trusting Austin too much or was it something else? Um, Drew's downfall in the game. I mean, maybe relying on on Austin, but like, again, like what did he do wrong here, right? Like what, like truly what did he do wrong? Um, yeah, Um For Drew? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, maybe he didn't manage the vote as well as he could. Maybe he lost sight of, but, he, you know, it sounded like he kind of had a sense. Like, if it's me, you know, Austin will play his idol for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he's relying on Austin more than trusting Austin. Yeah, Austin didn't betray him. So I, I like to ask the Survivor contestants on the exit interviews, like, well, what, would, what would you have done differently? You know, I asked him, like, you know, where did it all go wrong? Uh, he said that he felt like that he had some conversations, that there were some... Uh, moments at tribal council. I think his regret was that he didn't push harder for Austin to play. Like he started to have like the sense that he was going to go out at that tribal council. He wishes that uh, he would have pushed Austin harder to uh, use the amulet based off of some of the reads he was getting at tribal. That's hard. I mean, I have literally been in that position where you're like, Oh my God, it's me. And like, I am, what can I do about this? But like, you can't like, you know, if you stand up in the middle of tribal and you're like, hey, give me the, go to the idol, like it can switch on to Austin. You know, suddenly you're like, and yeah, I mean, I, I hear that. I hear that very, very much. You know, you get these, you do get What about after the votes? Everybody's voted. Can he stand up and say like, dude, I'm telling you, it's like, uh, I need it. Yeah, that actually would have been a very strong move. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're wrong, it's like basically you're- it's great for him, terrible for Austin. Well, if you're wrong, like you basically your your winning chances are just totally down the drain. Why? Either way, you're in front of the jury. You're like, dude, I need the idol. Like, uh, I'm in trouble. Like, you got to save me. I'm telling you. We've seen people do that and be wrong. We had Um, Malcolm and uh, (laughs) and Reynolds. Yeah, right, right. Well, that but but like that ends up looking like a power move for Malcolm, right? Like, doesn't that look like more of a power move for Drew getting your ally to play an idol on you and you don't even need it? Mm Hmm. Okay. This is an interesting question from Darlene, who says. Is the D edit too obvious? Okay, you well, can read that two different ways. Um, that is sort of like, you know, I do think going into so many of these episodes or, you know, the season finales, there was this one player who you thought this person is winning. I mean, that was Jesse, right? That was Ricard. I mean, less, less of Ricard, I think, but like with Jesse, like ever, you know, I, I was like, oh my gosh, Jesse's going to win. He's like the mastermind of the season. And I do think there is a little bit of that with D and I do think they sort of like a, a last minute rug pull. Um, you know, with, with, with Jam Jam though, we were, you know, we were right. <laughs> like well, Jam Jam was the, seems to be the, the, I mean, a lot of people thought, thought Caroline was going to win. And Carson, um, you know, it was Carson, the three of yeah. them. It was really right. just like Atika will win, but which one I think was the question. Right. right. Um, that's right. I, I, yeah. I mean, so I don't think, and I do think, you know, after Gabler, right. There was a lot of criticism of survivor where people were saying, I didn't see this win coming. Like, where did this person come from? Like, what the heck? And Jeff at the time responded and said, you know, we, we didn't do our job. Like we didn't tell you the story of how this person got to the end and won. And so I do think with jam jam and maybe now with D we're seeing more of a deliberate crafting of a story. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be very interesting. I feel like that D's got it. I, I would say, what am I? I think I'm like, what? So I'd say about like 65% D at this point. Yeah. Definitely yeah. biggest piece of the pie. Definitely yeah. more than half. But, you know, I think that there's a couple of other outs uh, that could still happen. Okay. Um, How about a question from Sarah who says, uh, what do you think of the fact that Reba decided to go after one of their own at the final seven? Was that too early uh, it seems to have started a chain reaction. Now, everyone needs Couture and Jake's votes to have a majority. Um, should the Rebas have finished the job, Stephen? I mean, again, I don't think so, honestly. Like, you reach, I mean, it depends. <laughs> Look, if, if Jake wins, they should have finished the job, or Katora wins, yes. But I do think you reach a point in the season where you've eliminated, the, you know, you, you've got this dominant group, you've eliminated the big six. I mean, it, it does, because of this final four fire making, you know, you have a couple of votes to get rid of the people who are going to beat you at the jury. 
I would want to, right? If you, you're playing to win, you're not playing to, to sit in, in the finals and lose. That sucks. Um, so I do think you, you know, you need to take the, the few shots you have to get out of the people you perceive to be the biggest jury threats. Steven, John wants to know, uh, Steven always seems honed in on who has fifth place energy. Who is it this time? Gosh, I really don't know. I, I, one of the things I've loved so much about this season is that I have had zero idea what's happening, you know, and like, or what's going to happen. And it's been such a joy. And I think that's the 90 minutes is that we've had such rich content from everybody that you can't really say, you know, this one player is so been somewhat, uh, I mean, and, and you know, somewhat irrelevant to the story or somewhat, and, and listen, I, 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 uh, I've certainly been wrong about who had mm -hmm. fifth place energy. Um, uh, I said Cassie, right. So that was wrong. Um, so yeah, I think the problem was we can't really define what fifth place energy is. Well, there was a, there was a period and look, I do feel like in the thirties survivors that it's got very predictable. And there was a period where the first person eliminated in the finale was sort of this, like totally, you got almost no content from them. So they were this like, like there they were there good mm -hmm. for them but like there would not not really seen kind of like making moves or doing things so we it became yeah. sort of this like nothing spot and right um also in the late 30s i felt like it became very easy to see guess the winner based on their episode yeah. one you know and i do think that's changed significantly and i think that's uh for the better of the show and especially with 90 minutes yeah so fun we get so much content from everybody but i will say that i think there is a through line on the fifth place edit i feel like that it's somebody that the show really uh does showcase i mean in the new era the fifth place wow. people have been ricard yeah. and right. then Lindsay, uh and then it was carla and then it was lauren last season and all of them like got like a big send-off in uh, lauren the, did not have a big i mean lauren had she, like a, like she a had a big send-off certainly well, right. But in terms of like going into the finale, you know, she was, I think, the most prototypical, what I would call, you know, kind of that fifth place energy, that sort of first boot of the finale energy where you're like, we've seen, we've like sort of disproportionately not seen this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think all of them had like, had they reached the end, like had a lot of people on the jury that would have voted for them. So I do think right. that they have that through line in common as well. If I was going to say, who was that person? I think it's Julie. Yeah, I kind of agree. Little underedited. Has the like the yeah. people like, oh, but she's beloved. You know, yeah. you know, I could see her getting like the, you know, the, the big like sentimental sappy music for Mama Jay. Totally. I, I, I really agree with you. Like, that's a great call for like what a fifth place boot would be today. Um, again, I don't think it's. Lauren is a great example. But yeah, you'd be like sort of like under under edited, like Julie, who seems to be this like dominant person in the in the game, you know, one of the core members of the core group. Jake plays his idol. It goes on yeah. Julie. And then that's it. And Jake's like, that was the big move. That was yeah. the kill shot. And he wins. Now D wins. Yeah. D wins. Yeah. All right. Um, Steven, here's a question about you. Oh, Adam writes in to say, question. this has been the best season of the new era and wow. also Steven's best season of know-it-alls. Wow. Best ever. That can't be true. Does he find podcasting later helps him bring more you or earlier, I guess in this case, uh, more humor and insight. I think like later after the show. Well, I do miss being first as I've repeatedly said, mm -hmm. because again, I can take, Hold on, let me finish the question though. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. How does he find the motivation to reach new levels of greatness this many years <laughs> in? Who's Adam? Oh, is that my alt? Did I send in this question <laughs> while like late at night, like <laughs> under a sleeping pill? Steven Mishback asked, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I will say there's a big difference between being able to have a cup of coffee right before we podcast and during, during a podcast sure. and not, you know, cause like, you know, we're podcasting at 11 at night. Like I'm not drinking coffee. I got, I got to go to bed right mm -hmm. after I'm tired, but a long day of, of, you know, whatever it is I do. Yeah. I mean, that's really only the finale night is 11. Yeah. But I mean, even so it was like nine. I mean, not like, you know, nine mm -hmm. is the new, the new 11. <laughs> nine is the new 11. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm done by nine. Yeah. All right, Stephen. Anything else on your mind as we head towards the finale? Um, let's see. Fishy, fishy award this week. I think you got to give it to D, right? The just sort of her. Um, it's either Jake for his mastermind move or D for her stone cold strategy. I think we got to do D. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, did you have any other uh, interesting tweets about Survivor this week? I don't think so. Just that I was bummed that Drew uh, left. Yeah. I like Drew. I thought Drew was great. And he was such a fun narrator, like a great kind of overview. He got like great over like strategic overviews of the situation at hand. They always went to Drew. Yeah. I think I'm he not was out on Drew as a returnee. I think Drew's a, a totally viable returnee. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I, 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 I'll be, I'm with you on, I really like Drew. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be like a uh, first uh, like ballot returnee. Yeah. Okay. Listen. All right. There you go. All right. Steven, one week from now, we'll know the yeah. winner of Survivor wow. 45. We'll wow. get to talk about all of that. I'll have exit interviews with the entire cast. And we'll be ready wow. to put Survivor 45 to bed next week. Wow. What will we talk about then? Uh, then we probably won't talk for three months. Wow. You'll have your birthday. Oh, that'll be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we'll reconvene. I believe it's a February 28th premiere for Survivor 46. So we'll talk on what? March 1st. Um, That sounds great. I really look forward to it. Okay. March 1st. Gosh, spring. Spring. Yep. Yeah. Spring will have sprung. All right. So then I will get back together with Mike Bloom on our feedback show coming up on Monday. You can send questions in. Go to survivorpods.com to get the feedback uh, form there. And then for the patrons, I'll be talking with Sasha Joseph on the Survivor Patron Q&A tomorrow at 3 p.m. I have my exit interview already up with Drew if you want to uh, check that out. And then tonight, Stephen, do you have any awareness? Could you tell me what is Reindeer Games? Something to do with Big Brother. Mm -hmm. Is Derek hosting? Derek X is one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah. I follow him on Instagram. I know. You are a big Derek X fan. And Claire. They're too, They're so cute. Yes. Yeah, I, lo I love them. So have you ever had any real interaction with them? No. No. No, yeah. I is totally parasocial relationship. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but I, I, it's a great relationship for me. Yeah, they're very fun. Um, they were with us in uh, California, so yeah. uh, they're, they're just just two of the best. Um, Tim also says in the chat that it's going to be February 29th uh, for uh, the day after the premiere. Oh gosh, that was a leap day. No, it all. Leaping into the new season. Yes, we'll leap right in. Okay, yeah. so that'll be very fun. Um, so, all right, yeah, Reindeer Games will be back tonight. Uh, we also had a very fun interview, Stephen, with Trey and Leanne from Squid Game. Oh, I really want to listen to that. Yeah, that was, uh, we were, Chappelle and I, I uh, talked to them. They were super fun. Uh, lots of laughs. Uh, it's a real yeah. quick listen. It's like 45 minutes, so check that yeah. out. All right. At 2x speed, that's only 22 Boom. minutes. Boom, bang yeah. it out. All right, yeah. Stephen, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.